happy holidays. This is your path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Absolutely no Grinches allowed. Forget what you think you know about church and Christmas. Watch and wait for Christ's coming, light candles of hope, peace, joy, and love, remembering the promises of God with prayer. We light this candle in hope. We light this candle in peace. Here's Zechariah's Song of Hope for the Peace to the Christ Child. A reading from Luke 1, 76-79. You, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadows of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Let us pray. Faithful God, out of death you bring life. Renew us in hope that we may be alert to the bur burgeoning of Christ's advent among us. God of promise, God of hope, into our darkness come. Amen. Be seated, please. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Very good. It was one of the most embarrassing moments of her life. She was 16, and it was her first game as the captain of the varsity cheerleading squad. Much to the dismay of the popular girls in the school, Jennifer's loud voice had won her this hotly contested honor. The squad had been practicing all summer, and they had their routines almost perfected. That early September night, they were very excited and more than a bit nervous. The band picked up, the energy of the crowd erupted, and immediately the ball began to move rapidly down the field. With a shiver of anticipation, Jennifer cued the rest of the girls, and they started their cheer. Touchdown, touchdown, we want a touchdown. Voices screaming, arms pumping, legs jumping. It was amazing, and Jennifer felt exhilarated, except that something was wrong. Their crowd was not responding, but the one across the field was. Jennifer spun around to look at the field and almost fainted. Yes, the ball was moving down the field, but in the wrong direction. You see, the other team had the ball, and in her misguided enthusiasm, Jennifer had just cheered their rivals onto a touchdown. <laughs> Today, John the Baptist stands before us, bold, loud, energetic. Before he cheers us enthusiastically down the field, he asks us to check our spiritual compass, to check the direction of our lives. He implores us to make sure we know where we are headed. He asks us to make sure that we are clear about which direction we are carrying the message of our lives. And he assures us that it is not too late to repent, to literally turn around. No, it's not too late to change the direction of our lives so that we won't miss the new life that God is promising to bring our way. We know that during this season of Advent, this season of new creation, we are called to wait and to watch and to expect. But we are also called to participate in God's advent. We are called to participate by preparing ourselves through repentance. 
All four Gospels force us to deal with bristly John the Baptist and always in early December when the rest of the world is wrapped in soft, sweet celebration. John comes to us in the glare of biblical truth to confront us, to afflict us, to discomfort us, and to remind us that most of our preparations for Christmas don't prepare us for Christ at all. Luke's version of the John story begins in the immediacy of history. It begins right where we are in the second year of Donald Trump's presidency when Greg Abbott serves as governor of Texas and Ted Cruz sits in the U.S. Senate representing this great state of Texas. Where I, Mark Manning, sit as the bishop of Universal Life Church and pastor of Dallas Universal Life Church in the year of our Lord, 2018. The Word of God comes to to uh, comes to John, and through John, the Word of, Je- of God comes to us, <clears throat> to Matthew, and to Tim, and Nate. The Word of God comes to us in the wilderness. Prepare a way for the Lord. Examine your life. Examine your priorities, your values, your behavior. Check out your emotional, your spiritual, and your ethical life. Are you headed in the right direction? Are you, heading the, are you headed in the direction of the good? Are you headed in the direction of God? And if not, then repent, turn around, and change direction. Are you unhealthy? Your blood pressure too high? Your cholesterol too rich? Your weight too much? Repent, turn around, change direction. How's your family life? Is it balanced, honest, open, and connected? Or is it stressed, precarious, lonely, brittle, or broken. Repent. Turn around. Change direction. What about your work, whether volunteer or paid? Is your work rewarding, creative, compassionate, or is it tedious, overwhelming, demanding, and disconnected from your vision and your dreams, an unsatisfying use of your gifts and your energy? Repent. Turn around. Change direction. What about your faith? Is it vital, growing, healing and serving? Or is it small, tired, tepid, dull? Repent, turn around, change direction. My friends, if we want God to come warmly, humanly, simply into our lives, then we need to get ready. We need to prepare. We need to repent. We need to change. Yes, today John speaks uncomfortable words to us in a season where we yearn to be comfortable. There's great tension uh, these days within the Christian world about many things, but nothing is more troubling than the theological tension between grace and law, between acceptance and judgment, between God as lover and God as judge. Recently, I uh, heard a story about a Presbyterian minister and the church he served in. The powers be passed an an overture to the General Assembly calling for gun violence prevention. It grew out of a a multi-congressional process of gun owners and gun control advocates struggling with what it means to be peacemakers in Christ's name. The overture focused on education and called for a ban on assault weapons and a limit on ammunition while also defending the Second Amendment uh, right to own a gun. There was great joy and energy in the room when the overture passed with just one negative vote. But a few days later, this minister received a well-worded but angry letter from a woman in the church who was a retired police officer. She had read the overture and felt that it did not adequately understand or honor the work of law enforcement officers or military personnel 
Indeed, as a faithful Presbyterian elder, she was feeling judged by the church leaders. She seemed to be pointing to a contradiction in the church's liberal grace defined Presbytery. If your theology is so inclusive, so based on the primacy of God's gracious and accepting love, why are you being exclusive and judgmental about those with whom you disagree? In other words, how can judgment and grace coexist in the same place? It was, and it is, a very good question. It underlines the discomfort we all have with these John the Baptist stories. If God comes freely and graciously for all of us in the full humanity of Jesus, if God is born in us whether we deserve it or not, how come we have to do something in order to receive it? Why do we have to repent in order to be forgiven? How come we have to change in order to receive God? What right does John or anyone have to judge us, to criticize us, to assume that we aren't, just, aren't okay just the way we are? question is that John shouldn't, and he doesn't. Today, the words of John the Baptist, words crying in the wilderness of our humanity, are not words of criticism. They are words of choice. John was not judging our worth. He was inviting our wholeness. He was not criticizing our past. He was offering our future. John was communicating the paradox of our faith, that the free and lavish grace of God makes no difference unless we are accountable. The unconditional love of God cannot find fertile soil unless we first uproot the weeds in the wilderness of our souls. God does not judge us. John does not judge us. We are not to judge each other. But the truth of the gospel is that we must judge ourselves. We must face the truth of who we are and claim the hope of who we want to become. And after we judge ourselves, after we honor this call to accountability, then we can receive God as God creates us in his holy image. This is the work of Advent. This is the work of preparation. This is the work of repentance. This is the work of turning around to face the direction of God. And the result? Exquisite freedom and abundant life. There's a medieval legend adapted from a story uh, told by Thomas Troger about a man who was decadent and irresponsible in many ways, but who had enough grace in him that he wanted to be good. He went to a costume maker who gave him a, a costume to wear, complete with a halo wired to his head. As the man walked down the street, he was tempted to act in his normal, shiftless way. Then he remembered the halo on his head, and he decided to act differently. He gave money to a beggar on the street. He treated his wife well. He refused to cut corners at work. Eventually, he returned the Halo costume, but as he was leaving the costume shop, he caught a glimpse of himself in the mirror, and he saw a permanent halo glowing above his head. It seems that he had become what he did, that his repentance had made possible God's forgiveness and transformation in his life. Yes, by turning around and beginning to behave in a new way, this man found a permanent new direction for his life. My friends, through our baptism, we receive a halo that is permanently attached to our soul. 
but we need to be about the business of looking in the mirror of our days and polishing that halo with repentance and intent. John makes it clear that this afternoon that repentance is what we do so that God will have space and a place to make us into new people, so that God can complete the baptismal blessing of our lives. Somehow, when I think of Advent, of repentance, of, of preparation, I don't have visions of deserts and wild prophets. I think instead of the wide open fields of North Dakota and Minnesota, with acres of sunflowers turning their faces toward the sun. The beauty of these flowers is in their responsive turn. Their health and wholeness comes from their openness to the sun. Their life is defined by what the light can give them. So it is for us in the fields of our daily living, my friends, let us turn around and turn our faces toward the light of the world and let us shine. May it be so for you and for me. Amen. Okay, announcements. Go ahead. Pray at DallasULC.com. You getting tired of this one yet? This one yet? I say it every week. Y'all got it in your head yet? Pray at DallasULC.com. Uh, prayer for it's, a, it's your, any kind of prayer you might have for us, any kind of prayer request you have. Uh, we pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. Uh, you can ask to be remain anonymous. You can give us your name. Uh, we can pray for you here at the church daily. Or you could also add you to uh, the intercessions on Sunday and have the congregation pray for you. It's all up to you. Uh, just email us at pray at dallasvlc.com. Now also, it's a great place for you to let us know if you want to dedicate a service to a loved one or friend or anybody. Uh, it's, a, it's not only for the departed, it's, although it's a great memorial, it's also a great gift for people for graduation, for Christmas, for birthdays, for whatever, for your anniversary. Um, pray at DallasULC.com. That's the email address to take care of all that. All right. Hey. Ho, ho, ho. Is that your face? That is me. You find, everyone, Somebody finally got it. Oh. Uh, Secret Santa's coming up, guys. Now listen, today's the last day to sign up. I'm going to draw today. Nobody has signed up yet. Nobody. Okay. Names are drawn today. There's a $10 limit. 10 bucks. Come on, guys. You can come up with 10 bucks. It's easy. Exchange gifts on December the 25th. Now listen. Please be respectful. I'm not putting a I'm not putting a, a theme with it this year, so I'm leaving it open to you. Ten dollar limit, okay. Be respectful and just remind us. You know, you're, you're doing this for church, okay? So kind of keep it in that. You know, just kind of keep it respectful. Also, if you cannot be here on the 25th for Christmas Day for service at five o'clock on Christmas, make sure that you drop your present off at the church anytime before then. So anytime before Christmas, I mean, you can drive up to the time we start service. Just make sure you drop. I hope you're here for service, obviously, but. Make sure you drop your, uh, your your gift off because, you know, it's not fair for, for people not to be able to open their gift um, who, who are participating in this. All right, moving on. Hey, it's me again. <clears throat> just let it go. It's getting there. All right. So, on December 25th, this just tells you about what's going to happen that day. We're going to celebrate the second anniversary of our first service. That lovely day when it was, you know, butterflies in my stomach galore. Followed by <clears throat> the Bishop's Round Table. Uh, we'll have a short round table. It won't be too long because um, the service will be a high mass, so it'll be a you know it'll be a pretty long service, and then we'll have a, just a short round table. Would you see who that is, please? Right in the middle of my announcements. Oh, no, you kidding? I heard the gate. Okay, come on in. All right. So, 
followed by the Bishop Okay, we'll have the uh, celebrate the second anniversary of our first service. That's be followed by the Bishop's Round Table, which will be a short round table, like I said. And then we'll have a potluck. Now, folks, also today you need to sign up for potluck. Okay, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to go all out. This is not. This is not the huge Thanksgiving potluck we do. This is something very light. Um, if you want to just bring a little uh, sandwiches or d'oeuvres, we're not going to go crazy here. Okay, I'm not, I can't afford to buy ham this this year. It's, I mean, I'm airman. I, I'm going to try, but um, we'll have something to eat here. Okay, even if it's just chips and salsa. You know, but look, I need y'all to help me. I mean, y'all have to help me chip in here. I can't be the only one doing this. This is about fellowship, community, you know, chipping in, okay? Uh, so the potluck. And then finally, we'll, have, we'll do the secret Santa after the potluck service, okay? After probably dinner. Is that all right with everybody? Sound good? Everybody going to sign up today? Mm. All right. Uh-huh. Moving on. No. You didn't know we had a podcast. No, I didn't. Hey, you didn't know we had a podcast? <laughs> What's a podcast? What's a podcast? A podcast is a audio version of our service. No video. One of the things, one of the things online. Oh. One of the things online. You can listen to us in your little earbuds, going anywhere, riding the train, going to work, in class. I don't recommend that. Don't do it in class. Um, anywhere. I mean, it's it's. And it, what it does is when we when we uh, when I finish editing our service and get the audio portion done, I send it out there through Anchor, which is the people who host our our, our podcasts. And we uh, that notifies everybody who is subscribed to our podcast that we have a new uh, uh, episode out there, and they can then listen to our service, which is kind of cool. I like it. Anyway, it's different. To, it's different to, to to hear the podcast than to see it on YouTube or to sit here in the congregation. It is. I'm telling you, check it out. If you have not checked it out, do it because it is different. I mean, old Nate over here did it the other day. I mean, he had to do it because I was here listening to it, of course. So he's. Actually said, yeah, you know, it really is different listening. Yeah, there's my testimony right there. It really is different listening to it on the podcast. All right, so where can we check out podcasts? Let's click that button, please. Back up, please. Back up. Try to hit the button. This the, the arrow button. Just just hit the button. Just hit the middle of the podcast. Hit right here on my face. There we go. You can hear us on Anchor, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast. Castbox, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Here we go, guys. You just got to do a search for Your Path with Bishop Mark. Your Path with Bishop Mark. We're all over the internet. We're everywhere. Still very popular. We're doing very well. And we are now sponsored by Anchor. So check it out. We have a new sponsorship by Anchor. Kind of cool. So moving on. Compliments, complaints, concerns, suggestions. That's going to be... Feedback at LSULC.com. Feedback at LSULC.com. Pretty self-explanatory there, guys. Okay? Moving on. I believe that's going to be it. It is. Feedback at LSULC.com. That's right. Hey, I, I you know, I, I need to hear from people. That's all there is to it. I, I want to know how we're doing. I want to what you think. I mean, a lot of people are, do watch us on YouTube and, and let's do us on, on uh, our podcast. And I don't, they don't get to, I mean, they can put their messages there or whatever, but it's kind of, I'd rather them do that. And you know, send me something. Let me know what you're thinking. Seriously. I'm sorry. We're getting about 28, 28 hits per episode is our average. Oh, okay. 28 hits per episode. Uh, we've got well over 1,400 listens. So we're on, we're way up there. We we have almost a full year of services on there. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Not 
Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. All right. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? Hmm. I, I like the overall message. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's easier said than done, but I like the overall, I like the message. You know, that if, you're, if you're in a situation that's not optimal or not good or, or it could be better or it's just not working out for you, I mean, change it. You know, I mean, like I said, it's easier said than done, but oh, yeah, it's easier said than done. You know, repent. Yeah. Repent. Repent. Well, turn around. Go the other way. Is it always? Is it always going to be something you're going to have to? Is there always going to be something to repent about? I mean, if you're doing something wrong, you had to repent. Well, you might have gone into that situation. You didn't necessarily do something wrong by getting into that situation. Or ignorance is not. It's not. It's not an excuse. So I mean, just, you didn't know it was going to be a bad. Situ- you didn't know it was going to be a bad situation when you chose that direction. But then you got in that. You got. You went that way, and it turned out to be a bad situation. Is that something you need to? I mean, it can't. It can't hurt to repent. I mean, it can't hurt. But it's not always going to be something you did wrong. When you do something wrong, it's not its not it's something you just happen to fall into that situation, okay? The wrong thing would be to continue in that situation. Right. Right? So, there's nothing to repent about. You're looking at me crazy like that. Lord. <laughs> Sorry. Well, look, wow. If you weren't doing anything wrong, if you were doing good the whole you wouldn't be even, you know what I mean? It's not a... Do you understand? If, well, like, if you find yourself in a bad marriage, so to speak, I mean, then you, well, yeah. you decide to stay in that marriage. And as long as you stay in that marriage and you know it's not working, then that's something you need to repent. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. You can wake up and find yourself in a situation that you don't, should not have been in. You run, you, but you don't just wake up one day and be fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you ate. <laughs> right. What did you eat? <laughs> right. right? So you need to repent for, for to make, making the wrong choice. For your own indulgence. Yeah. For your. Yeah. You know, we talk, about, we talk about mod- yeah, bloody. We talk about moderation all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, a good thing, moderation. Mm-hmm. Very good thing. Uh-huh. It's just the you know, the great unknown. Like you know, you can you can I know you can be in a bad situation for a long time, but you stay in it because you're 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 worried about like you're worried about not having that that spouse, even if you're not even if you know it's not the right one for you. Well, you're worried look, about not having anyone. In that worrying about something. <laughs> And then Show taking action on that something in a, in, a, in a way that you know is probably not right. Yeah. Because look, you know, just between right and wrong, but yeah. that gut feeling. Yeah. If you have to question it, yeah. there's probably something wrong. Well, right? Not too short to be in a situation like that. That's, you know. Right, it is. And here's the thing I had to say about that. You know, opportunity's knocking at the door, right? At the front door, they're knocking. And where are you? You're in the backyard looking at forty clovers. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. You know, I, I had a talk with a, a congregant recently, and, and uh, he's in, in a situation where it's, it's unrequited love, and he's very much in love with somebody, and the other person's not into him. Yeah. And I, I don't know why we have to go through that. I yeah. don't. It's just something. I think one of the reasons is to understand love more. And yeah. This is that. This is that. That big. That big difference of you know, this. We love this person. They don't, and, and we know how much it hurts. Right. So then we appreciate it more. Right. So. Um, you know, where was I going with that? Um, they, uh, it's, it's not his fault right. that he loves him, right. or her, or them, or whatever. But it's his fault if he continues to wallow in it right. and yeah. continues to try and chase something that's not going to happen. Right. And and I don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I I believe in persistence. I believe in all of that. But when it's just pretty plain, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you know, the the Wasteful thing is, he's probably 
over here boohoo about this person when the love of his life just walked by him. Right. Right. And they didn't cross eyes because he was boohoo about this one. Right. Right. And that can never happen again, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You just messed up. That's in a big way. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we talk about, you know, holding on to things and all that kind of stuff and, and you know, it's all it all everything kind of meshes together here, guys, as far as, you know, our lives and how we live them. It's very simple and how to live this life. And chances are, if, if you go down that road and if you, if, you, if you dwell in it, like you said, for very long, chances are you've missed multiple messages that the Lord has tried to send your way or you've missed... Or you're just turning a blind eye to it. Right. You're just ignoring it. Yeah. Saying, I'll have my will, not yours. Right. So. God's will is the will you need to be listening to, not your own. God gave us free will. He gave us that choice. But what do you think he wants us to do? Not drum on the ceiling. Right. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm starting to think they don't like us having church down here or something. That's probably That's too bad. It's not as bad as, it's not as, bad as it was. They no, they, but they still. Their kids in. Count our blessings. But still, yeah. <laughs> it could be they're just feeling the Holy Spirit up there. Or maybe they're just like, who wants an energy drink? I think they're just feeling, maybe that's it. We're just going to pretend they're feeling the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what it is. They're feeling our the over-exuberance of our, of our um, faith growing into the ceiling and up above in the middle of okay. like your grandfather that felt it in his feet or something? My, it was my, it was my step-grandfather, my, uh, my dad's wife's father, who was, uh, he was from Puerto Rico. And uh, I said, that right, Puerto Rico? Into the uh, And he was saying, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it in my, in my feet, makes me want to dance, makes me want to dance, and you start moving around. <laughs> so, I'm trying to find out they're, just, they're actually like trying to summon a demon or something. No, now see, why would you say that? We're a church. You know what? But if that's what they're doing, it's not going to bug us because no. we're no. saved. At least I know I am. I have my faith, and I'm hoping that I'm teaching you to have yours, all of you, mm -hmm. because demons, yeah, they're out there. Very much so. Evil is alive and well in this universe. The battle continues. Guys, I'm not kidding about this. I mean, if you... Think about it, it's a necessary evil, though. Good and evil, right? Yeah. Balance. yeah is it really balanced? That's where we have to start worrying, because if that gets unbalanced, yeah. then we have a problem. If there wasn't any evil or any demons in the world, then we would, you know... It's like nerf. It, Evil's too strong. Nerf. What are you mumbling about? I said, uh, I think it's starting to get a little unbalanced. Just maybe in your life, because I I haven't seen uh, that. No, I'm just your perspective. Why would you think it would be unbalanced? Why do you think evil is winning? Not necessarily winning. Just, just well, if it's unbalanced, uh, evil's winning. So much, just more. Like like what I was saying earlier, what I was kind of saying earlier, just so much more fluent or, or more. Maybe this. Maybe we concentrate that down, please. Maybe we concentrate a little too much on the bad. Maybe we talk about the bad more often not than we do the good. Maybe the good deeds are the ones that go unnoticed and are um, mm -hmm. more not as not as fun to talk about as the the evil things that go on in life, right? So maybe that's where we're missing it. Could be. Maybe we ought to be a little more a little more thankful and a little more um, you know thankful to God for the blessings He does give us and thankful to those around us who do do the good deeds. And actually, thank them. You know what I'm saying? Make an effort. Thank somebody when you see them doing something good. When you see somebody, you know, and doing anything. I mean, they, they, they've gone and uh, you know, uh, helped this old lady get on a bus. They never do that. You know, they, you know, 
anything, anything, any little act of kindness you see, you should thank these people, whether it was for you or not. They deserve it. Too many good deeds go without any thanks. I know I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I, I don't thank people enough. I don't give them credit enough when it's due. Yeah, I think it's important to do that. That's a good sign for us. Right? Try to start thanking people more. Be more thankful. Be more thankful for what we have. Don't quit, you know, quit taking our gifts for granted. I, mean, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. 8%. We're in the top 8% of the wealth in the world. If you have one penny you know, in your pocket and one penny in the bank. 8% more wealthy. I mean, you're in the 8%. You're 92% of the world is poorer than that, than two pennies. Can you imagine? Every year we complain and moan and groan about our minimum wage. Look, yeah, I think we do deserve a higher minimum wage. I think it needs to be better. I think things need to be better in our country. We should just lower everything else. Well, unfortunately, inflation doesn't go backwards. I wish it did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's called a depression when it does. What you're saying is true about top 8% because Two thousand nine, the largest water park called Splash Kingdom. Where's that? It's in it's in Canton. Okay. And this uh and the guy he like um had all these green card workers from like Moldova come work there. Okay. She didn't like Mexicans, so on the wild like what made him pick there. Okay. Um anyway, they they um <clears throat> minimum wage was like it's right before they changed it to seven twenty five. Okay. So, <clears throat> they were they like they were always here working and they were acting like, Man, this this seven twenty five U.S. dollars is big money. <laughs> they think it is. I mean, that's a lot of money for them. You understand? I mean, the uh, the peso is still, you know, struggling to even keep up anywhere close to what the dollar is worth. Uh, the U.S. currency is going to be the one that the national currency eventually. I don't know that the United States will ever go to national currency. No, no, no. I don't think they. I honestly. This is my opinion. I mean, here we go. I'm not talking about facts here. I'm talking about my opinion. I don't see that happening. I think, look, honestly, we're too proudful of a nation, prideful of a nation to share that kind of thing with anybody else. We like having our faces on our dollar bills and our coins. And it's something that keeps us to where we can control it. You go to a worldwide currency, there's a lot of factors there. I never thought about it like huh? that. I already have one. Bitcoin. No. no. But that, that doesn't have, have a... Have a Gold backing it, you know, having neither does neither does our neither does our dollar bill. So what does that mean? That means nothing then, right? But nothing now. There's nothing in Fort Knox. I can tell y'all. That's why there's nothing there. They won't audit the Fed. You know that, right? There's nothing there. There's there's some vaults that are there for tourists, and they show they open up the vault and there's some gold in there. The rest of the gold's not there. Oh God. No. Completely safe. I heard there's an area that Area 51 really is. Area 51 is really where Area 51 is. That's where it is. Yeah. It's, you know, if it is, that's where it is. <laughs> Fort Knox is a military base. It's a, it's a army base. It's where I did my basic training. Okay. Anything that I saw there looked pretty damn normal, except for Fort Knox was empty. Hmm. You know, <laughs> the actual place is empty. I mean, there's not much in there. So, you know, I, the government has its secrets. There's nothing we can do about that. They feel that, you know, most, most of the day, I, I wish our government could be more transparent, but there are some things that the general population just really doesn't mm -hmm. need to know. Yeah. The fact that they're broke. Oh, yeah. They can't hide that. We know though. we're broke. It's got to be, yeah. We know we're broke. Look at our deficit. It's called a deficit for a reason because we are overspending. We don't have the money. Yeah, we borrow from China and borrow from everybody else. And I tell you something, 
I don't want to get into politics here, and I'm, I'm going to make it into a little bit of global economy, which I think I can do, but not kind of not not politics. No. But we, you know, China mm-hmm. owns a lot of land here now, and here we are doing these tariffs and these battles and this and that. And we've got North Korea. We better watch it. Uh, we walk around like 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 we're the top. I can't top. say anything about that. I can't say about who we walk around like. It's not funny, but it's it's like they yeah, trying to basically own. I don't, I don't. And here's the deal. Here's something I've observed. I want you. I want you to see about this. This is just kind of off the cuff. Who? Back when I was a kid, we were number one or number two in almost every uh, uh, educational category as far as our school systems went. We, I mean, we were we excelled. We were, I mean, we were up there. Now we're at some lists we're at 25, 30, 40, 40 on the list on education. Okay. Who created video games? Who, who makes most of them? Designs them? Puts them out there? Electronic Arts? No? Electronic Arts? Okay. But where are most of them made? In Canada? In the US? Where are most of the, 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 uh, the oh, games we get China. made? No, the games are made here, but the, the equipment is made in China. A lot of, there's a lot of writing for the equipment in China as well. They do a lot of, they do a lot of programming in China as well, right? Do you not agree? If games are made. Uh, not all the games are programmed here. They're not all programmed here. There's a lot of games that are programmed in China. AAA games are all made here. The what? Triple A games are all made why, here. Why? How did you say that? Like, like um. China has not created any AAA game. No, they just make copies and stuff. Really? Yeah. Japan. They, they're not. Japan they're, is, they're not original at all. No. Chinese, Nothing. They've Chinese, never come out with an original, original thought original. of their own. Chinese people are not original. They've never come out. I'm not talking about the people, but the government. They only copy, they steal. The it's government. It's not true. The government has come out with the original, uh, original material. They have. They gave us. It may be as good as ours. Name one. I don't know. We switch. We switch. look. Here's the point. They mass produce these things, right? And they ship them over here. Mass producing, they're shipping over. They popular, more popular, more popular. You know. And the people over here go. To what? I, you know, listen, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Listen to me. Yeah. I'm not talking about educational games that help with. Learning. I'm talking about some of these games that are mindless, and you know which ones I'm talking about. The ones you just sit, you don't have to think. You're just you know oh. just you're just doing whatever. And well, those are just phone games. Those aren't games. The what now? The phone games. Are games. Not just phone games. I'm talking about. Look, quit being argumentative with me. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my point across here. Okay. China is all oh, has been a a. Not an enemy of ours, but not an ally of ours for a long, long time. Wouldn't it be a brilliant scheme to mass produce all of these mindless games <clears throat> and send them here to us to dumb us up? Look who they're look who they're look who they're who the games are, are are going for. The millions of dollars in advertising that goes toward and China puts a lot of that money in there. Into you know, let's listen to music. And let's listen to, let's watch games, and let's watch videos, let's go YouTube and watch all the fun stuff, and just brain dead, brain dead, brain dead. And I mean, our, our uh, educational system. Yeah, you can tell by like... Just a thought. Just, just, you know, I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, I don't have the research to back it, but wouldn't it be nice if somebody did that research and, and looked at that? Wouldn't that be interesting? It's an intriguing mission. No, I wouldn't try to look at It's a hell of a new way of warfare. I mean, so think about know, that as warfare. You you attack the children in their in you attack the children, they attack the whole country by by attacking the children in their education. 
And they, I, I think it's the way. I mean, it would be ingenious. I think they're all. They all do it. We all do it. But yeah. all the governments do it. They do a certain. We were talking about subversion. Which one? I mean, it's very possible. Why is it not possible? And all they were doing was giving. It scares me. You see, I saw in our in my in my day when I was a kid, we had the Cold War still going on. So we had something. We had a defined enemy, and we fought it right. But because of that, we strived in things like, you know, education because we wanted to beat them, and we tried to get to the moon faster, and we strived to do this. Now there's no real. I mean, there's some out there, but not really. It's just kind of we might be friends. No, we're not right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so one of my mom, my mom was telling me about how uh, they had subliminal messaging, like when I'm sure they do back in the '80s Look, and '70s yeah, about cigarettes. That's when it all started coming out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if they could do that, and if they already had the technology to do that back then, then yeah, yeah they've had that technology for for decades. The whole idea of talking about the cigarette yeah, thing and putting right. the adding the additives to it. I mean, come on. It's not a bad that it's not bad enough. It's addictive already. But then you go and add more nicotine to it. Yeah. Come on. And I, you know, I'm saying this straight up. I mean, I'm a smoker, obviously, and y'all know that. I hate the fact that I'm a smoker, but and I, 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 I can quit. I guess it'd be very, very hard for me. But um, I, you know, I blame a lot of that on on that that the the uh, smoking industry for their covert and and hidden actions that they did. You know? I mean, look, I probably would have smoked anyway, you know, honestly, because it was a thing not to do. Right. You know, had to be had to be the rebel, right? But I think they, they made it much more harder to get off of it. So well, anyway, they, I digress. They, they had to make sure that the, that the consumer went back to their product and kept buying it. So, yeah, I'm thinking, Evil in the world. Right. Greed. Gluttony. Gotta have more. Gotta have more. You know, they're advertising their the money they made. The money they made. And they're still making, even today, even though they, they've been taxed a lot more, they're still making a lot of money. You know how I know they're making a lot of money? Because I still get the things mm -hmm. in the mail from there. See, they can't advertise like they used to on all the places anymore. Yeah. The million dollar, billion dollar budgets, right? So they send me this, this thick, heavy card stock that gets die cut and beautiful and gets, got different... You know, like where I'm going with this? No. Is it boring you? No. It's yawn. No, it didn't just yawn. Come on now. Uh, sorry, come, on, come on, come on. All right. I get it. I, I digress a little bit. Let's go back into it, okay? All right. So, we think about that cheerleader. I wish Baylor had been here for that. You, Baylor, Baylor uh, uh, is one of our newer, newer congregants. He's been a supporter for a while, but he's our newer congregant. And he, uh, yeah, he has to work. He has to work on Sunday sometimes, so he couldn't be here today. But he's working on getting that schedule changed when he doesn't have to. So, anyway. Um, he was a cheerleader back in, in high school. Mm -hmm. He has some interesting stories about those days. So, the cheerleader story kind of made me think of him. Anyway, think about that. Everyone's done something like that. Though. Everyone's done, like, you know, just really goofed up, you know, we in, do. in a big way. And yeah, especially in high school when you're really, yeah. like, you know, eyeballed because of it. You get, you know, <clears throat> you, and you're so embarrassed. Because kids can be so rough. Kids yeah. can be so mean sometimes. So they can be, you know, harder on you than you. Know. Kids and women. I don't like that statement. <laughs> Well, I mean, to, to other I think, women, men, to I think, other I think men can be just as harsh. Well, sometimes harsher. I, I think that I've seen a lot of real hateful men. Too, <laughs> some women, I've, I've just I've seen loving women too. But 
when they get when they're when they're trying to get mad and trying to do cat fights and stuff. What about the men? And they're stupid. They're stupid. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go spreading lies about you. Yeah, but men do. Different. But men do. Trust me, they do. And, and, and we will try to diffuse it. If we're the ones that did it, we try to diffuse it by making it like, and then we make it worse. And I mean, you know, everyone, we just fight sometimes. Look, it's it's a human race. It's not. I think to do to to separate women like that is is a bit um, sexist. Well, that's why I kind of just I'm not. I'm not I think you got to think about that. I mean, look, if you, the statistics show, I mean, it, we're all we all do the same crap. We all say to play say play the same games, and it's you know, that's why I try not to. I, and I try and speak my mind and tell people how I think, and a lot of times they don't want to hear it. Right. Yeah, they do. Uh, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear what I have to say because they don't want to look at the truth of their lives and they don't want to deal with it. They want to just stay in their fog and their in their clouds and and uh, whatever. Hey, world's great. World's not great. World's dark, and that's what we're discussing now in in Advent is how the world is a dark place. I still believe that as is, is in any other in, in, that we can I, I equate the world, our earth, to the Garden of Eden in this universe, in our known universe. I mean, look at it. Look at it. Compared to every other planet we've seen, we've found, we've discovered, we haven't found anything close. This is the Garden of Eden of our universe. If you think of it that way, um, I think we might have taken care of it a little better. But Okay. It'll be a fifth of the physical thing. So, cheer on that football team. They're all lost. Damn, we. And nobody told. I mean, I, if it had been my school, somebody would have gone and tackled her. Yeah. You know, the football team, somebody would have taken the to charge and go, tackle her. You know. Wow. It's tough. What else do I have for me? Anything? Let's talk about this more. Let's talk about. Let's talk about repentance. Let's talk about what we have to do, how we have to do this. What does repentance mean? Come on, give me a, come on, give me somebody give me a nice, beautiful definition of repentance. That's that's good. That's very basic. Asking for asking for uh, asking for forgiveness, but making a change to do to you know not doing it again. How about this making one? A difference. You're getting it, but you're missing one important part. You know. Oh, I just meant to, you know, you know, re recognize that you did some wrong and then ask forgiveness and then make change. Here's the one thing y'all are missing. You need to be sorry. You need to really be sorry. We say I'm sorry all the time, and we don't mean it. We don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oops, I'm sorry. Turn around and do it again. Yeah. Part of the biggest step is is owning up to going up and actually being sorry. When you go to Walmart, let me tell you the story again. When you go to Walmart and you go down the aisle and you go down the little candy aisle and you get that hubba bubba. The hubba, you know what the hubba bubba is, right? You know, hubba bubba bubba gum. You, get the, you just put it in your pocket and walk out. And you start chewing it on the way home and realize, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, oh, I'm so sorry. You started crying. You're just chewing that bubba gum. I'm so good. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. I'm so sorry. Okay. And the next day you go to Walmart again. And you have no intention, you're gonna be good, right? You're good, you can go along with no problems. You walk down the hubba bubba, I'll do the same thing. Put the hubba in your pocket and go down the street and say, Oh, I'm so just crying even worse. That's not repentance. Repentance is not doing it, you're not repenting because 
You're going in there doing the same thing. You know you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you have no money in your pocket. You're going in there to steal that bubble gum. <laughs> it doesn't work to just every day go, okay, Lord, I'm sorry, I did it. And then turn around and do it again. Because that doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, if you're not sorry for it, how can you possibly be forgiven? If you're not sorry for it, you might as well just grab the whole container. Right. Well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> stealing is stealing is stealing. Exactly. So, um, That's, yeah. being sorry, actually feeling it, hurting a little bit. <clears throat> being sorry hurts. I mean, it does. It, you, you have to. You have to hurt a little bit, and then that's where the repentance comes in. Then that forgiveness comes, and you feel better. Hope we learn something. What about this thing about judgment and grace coexisting in the same place? Do you understand that? Why are we uncomfortable with the stories of John the Baptist? He's, I mean, he's pretty blunt with us. Yeah. He confronts us. He said, look, hey, wake up. This is the real world. <clears throat> How can judgment and grace coexist in the same place? If God comes freely and graciously for all of us in the full humanity of Jesus, if God is born in us whether we deserve it or not, how come we have to do something in order to receive it? Why do we have to repent in order to be forgiven? You understand what I'm saying? He's gonna be, we, are, we have God in us when we're born. Why do we have to repent? He's already there. Do you have to repent something? Uh, like <clears throat> Plus, plus he can't even look at sin. So. What? God can't. He can't look at sin, or supposedly, like in the Bible, he said he can't. He can't look at sin. Can't be anywhere near it. And that's why you know Jesus had. To, he had to sacrifice Jesus. Or Jesus had to he die. He didn't have to sacrifice well, Jesus. He didn't he have to. But gave yeah. us Jesus as mm -hmm. a sacrifice in as a as a gift. He didn't uh, have to do. Yeah. God doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, to let you know that. If he wants to do something, I guess. But why do we have to change in order to receive God? What? Why do we have to? If we've already got Him, He's already forgiven us. Right? This is the, the, a lot of the churches. God forgave you your sins. You don't have to worry about that. No. Yeah, He forgave. You've been forgiven. You have to repent. So if you keep doing the same sins over and over again, keep sinning, keep sinning, you're not repenting. There's no repentance there. Here's the answer. The, the question I, I gave it to you. I'm gonna try and give it to you again, see if you can understand a little more. Okay. Today, the words of John the Baptist, words crying in the wilderness for humanity, are not words of criticism. They're words of choice. John was not judging our work. He was inviting our future. He was giving us advice. He was not criticizing our past. He was offering our future. There's no go. John was communicating the paradox of our faith. The paradox. What's the word paradox mean? Does it? I don't know. What you tell me? Two things that conflict each other. That are together, right? Yeah, We're trying to put them together, together and they're paradox. They're together but conflicting. Like grace and and uh, this wonderful thing. God, I know you lost my word, my life here. All my things all messed up here. <laughs> Uh, the paradox here is uh, okay, keep losing page 15 here. There it is. 
Hold on, I'm getting there. Okay. Judgment and grace. Judgment and grace. Two, right? Two things. Yeah. So the paradox is they're together, right? Okay, so. The paradox, John was communicating the paradox of our faith. That the free and lavish grace of God makes no difference. Listen, makes no difference unless we are accountable. Repentance. Become accountable. The unconditional love of God cannot find fertile soil unless we first uproot the weeds in the wilderness of our souls. Wilderness work. What was the name of the, the, the sermon today? Wilderness work. The wilderness of our souls. God does not judge us. John does not judge us. We are not to judge each other. But the truth of the gospel is we must judge ourselves. We must face the truth of who we are and claim the hope of who we want to become. And after we judge ourselves, after we honor this call to accountability, then can we receive God as God recreates us in his holy image. This is the work of Advent. This is how we prepare. This is the work of repentance. This is the work of turning around to face the direction of God. It's deep here, guys. <clears throat> and the result, what is the result of that? We were able to prepare for that. We changed our life to Exquisite freedom and abundant <clears throat> life. Think about that. That's a good promise to me. Yep. So, what do you do? Tell me about something you're doing in Advent, or you want to do, or you can do, or you will do. So I think it's a good idea to make this happen. To because see, we talked about this last week. Lent is about when people like to get Lent and Advent. They like to put them together and say they're very similar. But they can't. No, Lent is about being in, inward, so looking inward, looking inward, and thinking our sins and thinking about ourselves and how we can make ourselves better and how better better Christians and better men and women for others and all of that. Well, Advent is a little more outward. We're out here. Making the world a better place, preparing the world for the coming of Jesus. So, what do we do? How do we prepare the world better? What do we do? Because, yes, this does no good to talk about this unless you are able to use it in your daily lives. Unless you're able to leave here and go, okay, this is what we talked about, and this is what I can do. Not, I mean, they're great stories, and you understand it, and it's ooh, ah, nah, that's neat. We need to repent, right? Okay. I know what we can do is start to be better, try to be better people in ourselves. Just try to be better ourselves. How? Because you're going to leave here and you're going to go home and you're going to do the same thing you did last week. And I'm going to do the same thing. Put the room back together. We're going to get something to eat. I'm probably going to go pass out because I'm going to be exhausted because I've been working on you know, yeah. trying to get caught up. Tomorrow will be my Sabbath. I'll try and rest tomorrow, but I probably won't. I'll work anyway. And then I'll work all week long to the next Sunday. So what, what are we doing different? You, I, I think seriously. I, think, I, think I, I can do this. Just try like each individual moment. Each individual try to be better. Be a little more specific. Um, try to be more aware of our blessings. Try to be try to be nicer to the people around us. Be more specific. Out. Give me an example, Tim. What I are you gonna I, do? I, I'll try to be not. As, I'll try to be not as mean to Matthew as I usually am. Oh. You know, I, mean. <laughs> I know it's all been fun. I know. I'll get no, pretty I'm, deep I'm, sometimes. I'll be. You know, I don't know. I'll try to. Um, I don't know. Um, Come on. 
take the gospel and bring you try, it to you today. Try, try to thank people. If you see someone do, doing something nice, try to thank them for that. Good. Come on, everyone's going to give me an example now. Go out and share the word of Jesus. How? Just talk about Jesus. Where? Somebody on the street. You're just going to stop somebody on the street and say, hey, I want to talk to you about Jesus. You You're going to do that? Yeah, but more finesse than that. Tell me about it. Well, I mean, I shared with the homeless person before. Okay. I, I've been a homeless person before. Okay. We, 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 we I seem gave to, him, we, I know, gave him a ride so he had to walk and all that. We, we really do do a lot of that with the homeless. We say, they're over here, they're others. They're homeless. That's the person they are. It's kind of like saying, that's all they are. I'm not saying you're, I'm not blaming you for that at all. Please don't take it that way, okay? I'm just saying, well, I've done, I'll do it too, okay? It's hard not to categorize people that way. We must remember that there's that, that one dimension, that one facet of that person is really probably the least important one. And it's like a very, very multifaceted person. Homeless people are just as diverse as any other section of the world. Right? Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't I really honestly, I wasn't taking that on you. That's, uh, that's the whole society. We've been, we just do that. Right. So, see a homeless person, you, when you, you talk, how did you get to talk, how did you start talking to that I homeless person? At, I met him at someone's house. Okay. 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 I needed a rod, and I thought he was homeless, and he told me, and I said, okay. And where'd you take him? Uh, to, um, to my street, and he left. In the street somewhere, um, in an officially unofficial, um, apartment that somebody had. So he's kind of just couch surfing then? Yeah, he was couch surfing. Okay. Still homeless, but... You know, at least that's better than being on the street. I don't, I don't, I don't like that term, though. Homeless? I don't like that term. No, because I'm not, I've never been homeless. Really? No, I was houseless. Because homeless where you make houses. Houseless. Okay, I, I understand that. I, I can get that, but, you know, I mean, if you want to really get technical about it, the earth is our home. Well, it's not like that, just <laughs> I know where, where you know? my home is, where, where, where I grew up where and whatnot. Where I grew up is somebody else's home now. But, exactly. So it'd be different for different people. That, that's that hard. Term. You, love you, you don't. You don't say how you used to be where as a kid, are you? No. Where are you? No. No. Because you moved your school to where else you want to go. And you? No. Your parents still in the same house? Well, my, my parents do, but my grandparents, you know, they had their fucking. Wow. It's just, it's just it's, it's a habit see it's, it's what i tell habit. you about that habit if, if you and every week you say well I'm, I'm not doing it in church i'm not doing it i'm not, I'm not doing it on sundays but sundays come along you still then it's gonna happen yeah i know dropping that f-bomb on me and i gotta go beep beep out here i gotta go bring, bring that into the thing beep. it was once, it was once. all right let's just keep it once okay anyways beep. uh where are your shoes my shoes okay don't worry about it right now beep beep okay finish your statement go ahead Sure. Thank you. Uh, just I mean, use you in post, okay? We just have you just come beep everything out. <laughs> basically, same thing. Like my my grandparents, I was like shared roads with them, so they had you know this whole It was the hard. It was very hard for me. It still is. I still get on Google Maps and that stuff and reminisce a little bit when my dad sold. And it was hard for him too when he sold our family home that I grew up in. I don't know. I'm just ignoring them. I'm choosing that this, this conversation here is, is, is more powerful than their noise. Yeah. So that was, I mean, yeah. And digressing a bit again, but uh, the holidays the holidays kind of make you do that. that. Is, is there something you do you have a date or something? No, I just saw it. It's five. Oh, that's right. You're, you're big on the three numbers. I know. I just saw put turn up my phone. It's five. I know. You hear what I'm saying, though. That's why you're part of it. What? 
because it's my favorite part. It's my favorite <clears> part too. I mean, I like all of it, but I like the, I like it when we're able to communicate and we all are able to talk to me and, and kind of. Um, yeah, look, I've told you this before. I learn something every single Sunday. I don't learn something every, every single day, but especially on Sunday with you guys, I learn something about you know about about religion, about humanity, about my faith, about God, about forgiveness, about love, about friendship. From all, just from you, and just from you guys, I learned that. In my, I'm so overwhelmed by the end of service. You know, it's a lot of work to get to here where we are. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's a whole bunch to a lot of people. They don't realize what goes into it. It's a lot. This guy did most of the work uh, this week himself. Tim has done that for years with us uh, by himself, and 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 took a lot of brunt of it. You know, I do my part too. I think. I hope. Um, so it's a lot. It goes into just doing the service, but it's for me, it's 100 percent worth it. I mean, I'm exhausted after at the end of it, but the knowledge that I gain and the feelings that I get and the, the joy and the love that I am and the, and the, and the camaraderie and the fellowship that I get from, from being with y'all is, is something I wouldn't do with the world. So, I'm fine for it. It's worth it. It is worth it. But I need you guys to help me a little more. <clears throat> I need you guys to talk to the homeless people, to talk to the non-homeless people, to talk to anybody who's willing to listen about our ministry. We're different. How are we different? How are we different from the other mainstream churches and the other mega churches, and even some of the smaller churches? How are we different? I, I don't, There's no more just saying we're in a condo. I don't come across many any ministries that are like you know that, that, are, that stress the for others aspect of it. Men for others. Yeah. Men and women for others. Well, they do. I, mean, I stole that, and I, you know I stole that that idea from from Jesuit. Yeah. Jesuit Dallas Jesuit College Prep uh, in Dallas was where I went to, to high school. Uh, their motto was and still is today, men for others. It's obviously it's an all male school, so it's not being sexist, but it's right. men for others. And it's a way of life that you are taught there. Um, it's, it's, it, it, I tell you, it's, it, I can't imagine my life without it now. I mean, it really opened my eyes when I was able to embrace that concept and understand it. I mean it. You give what you can give. You do things for others and not for yourself. If you give away these talents that God has given you, mm. you will long for nothing. You will never need anything. God will take care of you. It comes back to you. I guarantee it. It's the hardest thing to put that kind of faith in that kind of statement, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And if the whole world did that, we'd have heaven on earth. Yeah. <sighs> Tell me something you do during the week that you that you're ashamed of. Tell me something you're ashamed of. I let my house get dirty. Okay. Anybody else? Come on, guys, help me out here. I'm ashamed that I don't cut. I'm ashamed that I don't cut my dog's nails more often, and that people see that, and, and, they, and I'm embarrassed about it. I'm ashamed that I don't do that. I don't take better care of them. Next. Go ahead. Uh, I'm ashamed that I'm, 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 I'm ashamed that I haven't, I haven't been, you know, on, on my ball lately and let things, you know, just get where they've gotten. And, uh, okay. doing a lot of, doing a lot of things that, uh, I don't know. And, 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 Finish the sentence a for me, stuff. okay? Finish yeah, the sentence right. and what you're ashamed of. A whole bunch of things, a whole lot of things, and this, that, and the other, it's not going to cut it. Hmm. Tell me something specific that you're ashamed of. You to think about it a minute? Well, I mean, it's not being me. Not being you? In what way? Extent. 
You look like you and me. It makes sense in my head, but like just, just not just not being <laughs> being fucking. That's two. That's two. That's guess two. what? Third strike. Guess what happens? On the third strike, you go on the on the books, and it's it. Listen to me. This is not funny because Tim mm-hmm. has spent a lot of money paying for for the books for this. It's a dollar every time you cuss, no matter when the time of day it is or what day of the week it is when you're here. A dollar, and that all goes to charity. Mm-hmm. Okay, just so you understand. Yeah. You one more strike today. One more. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. What are you ashamed of? You're ashamed you have to do the restroom? Yeah, shouldn't be. Right now. Tell um, me something you're ashamed of before you go to the restroom. I know you're, you're a man. You can hold it. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure you're an adult. You can hold it. Um, Help me out. Enlighten me. Um, uh, so I'm ashamed that I don't love my family. That's so true. You don't show your love for your family. Yeah. Fair enough. Go to the bathroom. I'll hit you when you get back. You ready? Hit me. Well, we with some good, good, I'm, I'm, solid talk. I'm ashamed of a lot of things. But well, we all are. One of them, one of them though, is not, not, not doing what I want to do for the church. Like, not just, just. Which is what? Just make it. Just, just. Come on with it. People don't. I mean, people like come here and like everybody. They don't really realize what what what. You know, they might show up for church. They might not, but they don't. Not everybody's going to have that. They feeling. don't appreciate it right. and enough, and don't see what you're, what you're, you know. Not everybody's going to have that that epiphany, that that wonderful, huge, fantastic feeling that we have all felt here at this church one time or another. It's not going to happen every weekend. It's not going to happen every day here, mm-hmm. um, but it does happen, and I think it happens more often than not. No, that's, and, that, that's why I'm, you know. I, that's why I want to get someone to kill me. Yeah. I'd say this thing. I, 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 yeah, I wish I could do more for the church, too. I mean, but I, I need another set of, another, 20, another 24 hours in the day, and I still don't think I'd have enough hours to do what I want to do. So, here's where I'm going at with this. Okay, we're ashamed of something. We're all ashamed of a lot of things. We were pretty safe. So you, so you kind of went out there on us. I appreciate that. You, you really kind of pushed the limits a little bit. You were pretty vain in the beginning, but you pushed it a little bit. Well, it, it's not... I want to be... Really, what, what it is, is I, I feel bad and ashamed that I'm not a better friend. And and I just... Yeah. It's, it's, that's a very good one. Because I, so, yeah. you're, you're not, a good, not as good of a friend as you'd like to be. Not necessarily a sin, but still an improvement can be made. So, what do we do now? You're ashamed of it. Shame is what? I talked about shame before. Shame, as I said, you're, you're, it's that little fail safe, that little backup that God put in there that says, you might be doing something wrong here. Yeah. You may not realize it, but yeah, you might be a little ashamed, that red face. So, let's take these things we've talked about. You don't keep the kitchen clean. And it's more like that peach, right? You aren't as good of a friend as you'd like to be. This young man back here doesn't show love. He's <clears throat> hiding back there now. I can see you on the 360 cameras, don't forget. doesn't show love to his family as much as he'd like to. In other words, he says he doesn't love them as much as he'd like to, but he, he loves. He loves them. He just doesn't show it as right. much as he'd like to. And I play it very safe. 
But although it does bug me, you know, I don't do it, and I, I know why I don't do it because it, it, it's it's chore first of all, and secondly, it, I don't like to hurt them, and and thirdly, it, I'm afraid to hurt them. Okay, so there's reasons, but it's not a good enough reason. It's got to be done, right? So I'm ashamed that I don't do it. So guess what your assignments are this week, guys? I'm Ben. I'm Ben. That's something fine. Don't you feel? That's that's what that's what's so frustrating. I have to, um, Could you go reset that, please, and reset, turn, turn it back up again. Don't start to say anything yet, please. Turn it back on, turn it off, and restart the recording, please. I don't know why it keeps going off of Do Not Disturb. Could you put it back on Do Not Disturb? You should swipe down from the top left corner. There should be a little moon. I don't understand that. Thank you, Apple. Unknown Cola. Puts end. <laughs> All right, let's finish this out again. So, what I want you to do, Tim, I want you to, this week, all week, your job at home has now become, I don't care who cooked, I don't care if you cooked, I don't care anything else, I don't care who messes it up. You're in charge of cleaning the kitchen. You're in charge of cleaning that kitchen. I use the seasoning on food. You. How can you be a better friend? Give me one example. I just need one example. You know, chipping more, giving more money. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't, better than I, that. I'm better than that. I want you to go deeper than that. Come I, on now. I've been, I've been thinking. One more thing. Give me something that you could do that, that makes you a better friend. I'll tell you one. Please, please. I mean, <clears throat> you're gonna take better care of yourself. In other words, you're gonna sleep when you need to. Because you haven't been getting the sleep you need to get. You've been working too hard. You've been, your brain's been going too hard. You've been thinking too hard. Because when you are when you are able to do that, you're an all-around better person. You're more observant. You're more in things. You're, you see things going on. And you don't keep people awake at night when you do it sleep. Yeah. So here's what you're going to do this week. This is your assignment this week. You are going to take better care of yourself by getting the amount of sleep that you need to get. And I'm going to tell you, it's not a couple hours a day. It's not four hours a day. It's about eight. I'll help you with that. Yeah. You, sir. You. I'm going to do more than that. I want you to do more than that. And I want you to think about it. Because calling is not really enough. Wait till Christmas. Why? What if, what if they are all killed tomorrow? Okay, I guess I'll go to the funeral. Maybe each day is if it's your last break and things like that. There's anything really. I mean, you can't, I obviously can't go you know, full, full you know, pedal to metal every day and everything. But when it comes to things like saying, I love you, do it. Do it. Even if you're pissed, even if you're hurt, even if you're angry, even if you're miffed, even if they've done something so mean to you and you just feel like you've just been, you know, whatever. It's probably just a choice. Say, I love you. Okay. It's locked. Go hit the door, please. It's my fault. Now be careful. Don't let it. The iPad. And the candlestick. What's that one? Do you? I need a tea bed. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, going in. Screw around.
Run around. We're almost done here. Just going around. We'll be right with you. Okay? Just give me five minutes to finish this up. Munchkin! When things happen like this at the end of service, I feel very incomplete and I feel like I'm missing something. Okay, so we've got a couple of little interruptions here. Let's just let's come together real quickly here. Let's finish this up and come together as a, as a group here. All right? Listen. Listen to me. You've heard this before, and I know it's, it probably goes in one ear out the other. I don't know if you listen to me or not on, on this. But this week, I want you to really concentrate on doing that which you're ashamed of this week. That part of not loving your family enough, not showing them that you love your love them enough. I want you to show them that you love them as much as you can. Please. That's your assignment this week. Guys, please don't take these lightly. I really do. I think about these very hard. I try and make it to where something that improves us. Okay? You don't have to do them and you can lie to me if you do them or not. I mean I don't but it's about you. This is not for me. This is for for you to make you a better person. You're gonna enjoy doing those dishes. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to Pamper the heck out of the dogs even more. Do things they don't necessarily like to have done to them. Like I'm, I'm going to give them. Them. I'm going to give them baths, and I'm going to actually take Munchin on a walk or two this week. And I'm going to have their nail get their nails done. If I don't do it, I'll have someone do it. But I'm going to try and do it myself. And that's it. I'm going to try and treat them. Well, they're already spoiled rotten. I don't know what else I can do. I'm, I'm still ashamed about their nails though. So I think I got off easy on that one. Yeah. Can you take Munchkin for a walk? He's pretty rough. I don't know if can pull your arm off. All right, listen up. Do we have any questions about the service today? Do we have any questions about, about repentance? Do we have any questions about turn around and go the other way? Do we have any questions about the sunflowers? That What do they do? They face the sun. They face the sun. Why? Because they need that nourishment. As we should be doing what? Facing God. Spiritually facing God. Why? Because we need that nourishment. Look at the sky. It's all around you. You don't you have to feel so looking up. He's in you. He's in you. He's in this man. He's looking at you. You can see him. He's there. Let's close this out in prayer. Guys, I know it's been a long week. We've got to get some rest, all of us. I'm just bad about this as everybody else, but please. We're missing a lot by not being able to keep our attention span a little longer. I know it's a long service. I know it's long to have to have the, have the round table. But we talk about it again. This is what we enjoy, right? We enjoy talking to each other. This is why we keep coming back here. So let's try and really work to make it as fruitful as it can be. Okay. Father in heaven, thank you for the opportunity again to come together as a group and explore each other's minds and to feel each other's hearts and to learn about you through each other. Help us this week to repent, to make things right, to have our face always shining towards you so that we can experience your nourishment and grow in your warmth. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Alright guys, help me get this room back together. I know we're just a little lethargic, lethargic, lethargic today. I don't know what the deal is. I think it's just all just hitting us all at once now. So let's do this and then y'all can just chill and relax. Okay? I'll leave you alone. Maybe. Maybe not. Thank you.